0: Welcome to JHE Ministries Bible study. Glad to have you with us. We have been taking a look at the book of James. Last time we got up to verse 6, but we had been taking a look and unpacking what James has been telling us about trials. How we will have trials and that trials teach perseverance and perseverance brings about maturity. completeness with verse 7 verse 7 begins for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord he is a double-minded man unstable in all of his ways let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation but the rich in his humiliation because as a flower of the field he will pass away For no sooner has the sun risen with a burning heat than it withers with the grass. Its flower falls and its beautiful appearance perishes. So the rich man also will fade away in his pursuits. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. In verse 7, we see the term, that man. And that man is considered somewhat of a derogatory reference to the doubter, whom James has just compared to the tossing wave. Now here, he is further characterized as double-minded. It is though that one part of his soul is declaring, I believe, and the other in turn shouts, I don't. This sort of instability is not only apparent when the person prays, it marks all that he does. In one's personal life, their business life, social life, as well as spiritual life, indecisiveness negates all effectiveness. You can't be affected if you're undecisive. A person like this will not receive anything from the Lord because they don't commit. But one may wonder how this man is different from the anguished father who cried, I do believe, help me overcome my belief, that we read about in Mark chapter 9, verse 24. This father was not going back and forth between belief and unbelief. He desired to believe and even asserted his belief, but because he felt keenly the inaccuracy of his faith, he asked for help in believing. He was not facing both directions at the same time like we see the double-minded person here in James, verse 8. In spite of his consciousness, his conscious weakness, he had set his heart to believe. And Christ responded to his faith and healed his son in Mark. Now, in response to this kind of faith, God will give wisdom to those who ask for it and will enable them to persevere in times of trial. In verse 9 we start to see the perspective of the rich and the poor man. As trials erase any superficial distinctions that one may that one may think separates the rich brother from the poor one. Now the term brother shows that James is referring to a believer To describe the circumstances of this brother, James uses the word humiliation or humble, which has the basic meaning of lowly, insignificant, or poor. Now in view of the contrast with the rich in verse 10, it is best to understand that the person in verse 9 is one who is financially poor and thus in humble circumstances. The high position in which such people are to take pride refers, first of all, to their position in Christ, in saving them. God lifts them up and also has in mind the privilege of suffering disgrace for the name of Jesus. To endure persecution for Christ's sake lifts believers to a position of honor, and that more than offsets their poverty level. Now the Christian attitude is to accept from God things that we cannot change. It's God's destiny for us. It's a solemn reminder that not our status here on earth, but it's our status in eternity that should be our main concern. Even the poor may rejoice in their glorious destiny. Now in verses 10 and 11, since the context deals with trials, the low position may describe the humbling experience of suffering persecution for Christ's sake. The very same treatment that exalts the poor and gives them a new sense of worth also humbles the rich. A suffering shows the rich that instead of having a lasting lease on life on this earth, their lives are no more permanent than than that wild flower we read about in James. Suffering and persecution reveal how tentative and how sure life really is. Now the rich man is more concerned with his social status here on earth, and he gives no thought to the life after this one. He will work and he will store all of his wealth, but will not work towards having an eternity in heaven. Our society, especially in the 80s, was all about our place in society, if you will. What what car we drove, what kind of house we lived in, how big the house was, how expensive was the house. Our jobs were focused on not what we loved to do, but more of what job will make me the most money and what in life will gain me the adoration of all my friends and the people around me. People strive to get ahead in society, and they are not concerned with getting ahead in the kingdom of God. Sad to say, we live in an ungodly society. Now, verse 11, the phenomenon James speaks of, was a familiar one. Green grass and plants don't last long under the scorching heat of that Palestinian summer sun. But more specifically, the reference may be to the sudden coming of a hot searing wind, which was known as a soraco, which quickly withers and burns the vegetation. Now the withering of the plant and the falling of its blossoms that we read about Is taken almost verbatim from Isaiah chapter 40 verse 7. It may also be that the beauty of the blossom is suggestive of the fine clothes that the rich people wore. As impressive and attractive as the garments may be, they soon fade and they do wear out. And what is even more important, the rich man himself will fade away even while he goes about his daily business. Eventually, the rich man will someday die, just like the poor man will, and he won't be able to take any of his wealth with him, and will be face to face with our Creator, and he will stand before Christ as a poor man. We should accept from God the circumstances over which we have no control, and we should rejoice in his spiritual blessings. In verse 12, we start to see trials and loving God under our trials. James concludes his discussion of the testing of faith with a promise of the reward to be given to the one who successfully stands the rest, or stands the test. In verse 12, this is the same kind of statement that we find in verse in verse 2, it seems to mean be improved by suffering. But here it means enticement to sin, and this verse is to be related to the previous verses on the subject of trials, the repetition of trials from verse 2, and of testing and perseverance that we find in verse 3. Now the words, blessed is the man, shows James' familiarity with, with the language of the Old Testament and also with the Beatitudes of Jesus. So let's quickly take a look at the word blessed. Blessed speaks of the distinctive religious joy that is a benefit of salvation. This word describes the inevitable desirable state of the person who does not give up when he's confronted with trying circumstances and who remains strong in faith And devotion to God. Perseverance in trials results in approval and approval results in the crown. The word crown for James refers to the reward that's given to believers who are victorious in their struggles against trials. This life that God has promised is more than the eternal life given to every believer at the time of their salvation since it is a reward for an accomplishment subsequent to initial faith it must refer to a still higher quality of life have you ever considered thanking god for your temptations use your trials how spineless and weak you would become without temptations to make you stronger so james is saying those who have endured tests with fortitude will receive a deeper appreciation of eternity everyone's cup is going to be full but there will be some that will have bigger cups and you will have received your crown of life amen that's all the time we got for now but give those words some thought and reflection until we meet again right here to continue our study with the book of James. Until then, God bless and keep living Christian Strong.